Hello, hello, hello. And uh, my name is Solomon. Uh, and I was actually going to do this <coughs> podcast as a written, uh, in a written format. But, you know, I decided to change my mind because the way that things are set up nowadays, you know, most people are kind of on the go consistently. And it's easier to kind of listen to a story than it is to normally write it. But, you know, as time goes on, we'll see how things go. And eventually I may even put it into a written format. But for now, uh, we're going to, you know, talk about my life and time in a cult. A little bit of background about me and who I am. Let me introduce myself. Once again, I'm Solomon. And, um, you know, I am now a 40-year-old man. I, you know, just recently left uh, the cult slash situation. And it really is a cult. But as as this podcast goes on, uh, and this will be a series, as it goes on, you'll start to see how <clears throat> uh, it was a cult and, you know, uh, the things that we did that, you know, ostracized ourselves from normal society that made us real cultish. Why at the same time, we, uh, the members didn't view ourselves as a cult, but, you know, our family and friends and everybody else definitely knew that we were in one. But uh, a little background by myself. Like I said, I'm a 40-year-old man, just recently turned 40. I have a wife and three kids. Uh, You know, uh, I've I've worked in uh, different fields, uh, uh, such as education and a little bit in the health field. Uh, I've uh, done business with uh, my family uh, as far as, you know, owning different types of uh, businesses. Uh, I'm currently uh, self-employed right now, uh, uh, trying to start back my entrepreneurial uh, career again after leaving the situation that I was in. Uh, And, you know, just, you know, growing and taking it day by day. Uh, Now, a little bit of background, a little bit of info or introduction to the podcast. Like I said, this podcast is is titled My Life and Time in the Cult, Uh, mainly because I spent 13 years in an environment that was toxic, detrimental, uh, hateful, uh, spiteful, uh, uh, that sought revenge on people, uh, all in the name of religious uh, uh, being a religious zealot, uh, all in the name of uh, thinking that you're serving the most high when in actuality you're serving a man, uh, you're serving a man's pleasure. And, you know, you, you just, you know, you're just in a bad situation. You don't realize it at that specific point of time because so much goes on in your face uh, and behind your back that you, you know, you kind of just become numb and blind to the fact uh i'm pretty much doing this podcast because i really want to be able to express myself uh and not only a safe place because i think i I think the way that i was able to leave the cult was a very was through a safe place and through a uh, a brother of mine Uh, but also i want to be able to help people 
who are probably going through the same situation that I have been through. Uh, that way you know you can escape. And if you want somebody to talk to, you can always message me uh, through whatever platform this is. Uh, and, you know, as time goes on, I give out my email and whatnot as well. You can message me. Uh, you know, if you have family, if there are family members out there uh, who have loved ones in a cult and you're looking for encouragement or you're looking for a way to possibly get them out, you know, you guys can reach out to me too. Uh, so we can just discuss things and just try to work our way through it and get our loved ones and our lives back the way that they were before we ended up, uh, you know, getting attached to harmful situations that initially started off differently but quickly turned into something that was detrimental for not only the individual <clears throat> but for the families. So, how did I even get involved in a cult in the first place? I mean, who literally says, hey, you know, I think I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to go involve myself in a cult. I don't know many people, if any, <clears throat> that, that would do that. But uh, this is, it, it kind of it starts off like this. You know, you're normally looking for something. For me, I'm not going to speak about anybody else. But for me, I was looking for something. Uh, I graduated college uh, in 2004, around the time that I uh, was in college from like 2002 through, through 2004, for about two years, my last couple of years in college. Uh, I was minoring in chemistry and majoring in uh, psychology at that point. I loved science and I loved how the mind worked. So I just, you know, kind of put the two together and, uh, you know, I, and I majored and minored in those two areas. But uh, around these times, you know, as most college people are, you know, you're wild. You're out there having a great time. You know, you're drinking, you're having a good, you know, you're hanging out with friends, partying, doing everything that a typical college person would do. You know, and you're still handling, you're still maintaining business. Uh, you know, I think around around uh, my yeah around this time, around the 2002 era, uh, I was just getting involved with uh, then girlfriend, soon to be uh, future wife. Uh, so you know, we were just kind of just hanging around, just doing our things. Everybody just living the college life, being a student. But I knew that I had something missing in my life. You know, I always felt that like there was a little void. I felt like things weren't necessarily right with what I saw out in the public arena you know uh i grew up in a uh i would say a fairly religious household uh my dad you know was uh, aware of things in the bible i think a few times he even tried to uh preach i don't know if he was looking to be a preacher but he did have a little group in which you know he kind of ministered with that kind of broke up through time but i grew up seeing that i grew up with him always praying waking you up, you know, praying for you, uh, adding you on into prayer uh, with him, uh, so-called speaking in tongues and things of that nature. Nothing is wrong with that if that's what you choose to do. But, you know, I just, this is how I grew up, you know, so I'm not downing it. I'm not uh, blaming anybody. I'm not doing anything of that sort. I'm just giving you guys uh, a, a, a background of how I even got involved in something like this in the first place and what I was missing. 
So um, I say that because so many times when an individual is caught up in situations like a cult, it's mainly because you've been primed through life to accept or see certain religious aspects and to either accept it or to discredit it and look for something that is closer to what you would think would be the most uh, uh, logical way to go. Uh, like I said, you know, my dad was, you know, great dad, you know, never abused me, you know, as, as any father would do. You know, you discipline your children, uh, uh, you know, as needed. As me being a firstborn of a foreign family, uh, you know, discipline didn't come uh, as abuse, but it did come, when, you know what I'm saying, when you, when you did wrong. So, you know, it wasn't much talking going on other than after or a little bit uh, during, but it's mainly, you know, just so-called, hey, you know, you know what you have to do, and if you're not doing it, you know, there are consequences for not doing it. Sometimes the consequences may be communication or grounding, but, you know, more times than often, until you reach a certain age, the consequences are going to be related to, you know, you know, you getting a whooping or a spanking or whatnot. Uh, you know, so... Like I said, you kind of just grow up with that uh, religious undertone. You know, my my dad, you know, often uh, preached to his little circle. He was speaking tongues or what he thought was tongues. I'm not I'm not a tongue speaker. You know, that's a <clears throat> that's totally, you know, uh, that's something that I dive into later on, you know. But, uh, you know, so he was speaking tongues and whatnot. You know, my brothers and sisters, you know, they all respected them you know we respected our father as you know a guy who we can go to for uh spiritual counseling and you know that's what you're supposed to do um so through time you know you ended up seeing this stuff but what what i what i ended up seeing was that at one point in my life i think it was around 2003 i was watching television while uh smoking marijuana <laughs> as most college students would do and i was flipping the channel and i saw uh you know this this i think i went to a religious channel you know just flipping through you know slow motion your your mind is in a haze and you're just kind of flipping through watching television and i saw this religious channel with this gentleman who was standing behind a podium with two other readers you know He's smacking on the podium and whatnot, and, uh, you know, he's he's ranting and raving, and he's yelling about, you know, things in the Bible and how people are going to go to hell and whatnot. So, of course, at this point in time in my life, I totally dismissed this because I'm like, this guy is out of control. He's talking crazy, and this is just more of the same with these religious figures. They're either looking to control you or say things uh to you that's that's not uh uh beneficial kind of like they give you a fairy tale and people go for that or they're just you know or is this guy you know somebody who's just yelling at you you know hell and damnation you know so i was immediately turned off there uh fast forward a few months later i saw this individual again once again just sitting around you know, uh, with uh, family and friends, 
turn it through to the television, this time completely in your right mind, you know what I'm saying, where you haven't done any uh, uh, illicit activities, no drinking or anything at this point in time. So, you know, we're flashing, I see this guy again. I said, hey, that's that same guy I seen a few months ago. You know, and everybody like, yeah, that's crazy, man. Who would, who would ever want to be there? To find out that uh, a year or so later, I would be there for 13 years. We'll get into that. <clears throat> so, um, how I ended up <laughs> seeing this gentleman again for the third time. The first two times, let me go back. The first two times that I saw him, he was a reader. He was one of the guys who were behind a podium reading for the preacher who would call out uh, a book in the Bible and would, you know, the reader would read the, the, the chapter that he called in verse and then he would immediately uh, either cut off the reader and go into his point and then tell the reader to continue reading and then go into another point and tell the reader to continue reading and go into another point. So that's how that cycle would go. I seen him on his own and uh, maybe around 2000, yeah, around the end of 2004, around middle of 2004, end of 2004. I can't really remember as much, but I think it was around that, it was around that six month period before 2004 ended. Uh, specifically, it was right after, probably a month after, it wasn't even a six month period when 2006, 2004 was going to end. It was right, it was about a month after the uh, Texas USC uh, championship game. I remember it like it was yesterday. Okay, I don't remember that time frame, like what month that was, but I remember that was what that was a month after that uh i was sitting sitting around watching the game as i usually you know as i would uh i was by myself uh i had a uh, little cup of something to you know uh, drink and as, after the game because i went for usc texas had destroyed them uh this is during the reggie bush era when he was running back for usc texas destroyed these guys and i was like wow that's crazy so, you know, probably a month later, just sitting around watching television again. I was thinking about my kids and everything like, hey, you know, what kind of legacy can I start building for my kids? You know, we're in business. I'm, I'm, I'm doing business with my parents at this point in time. We have a brick and mortar location that's doing extremely well. You know, so what kind of legacy am I going to leave for my children uh, if I'm able to take over the business and everything? <laughs> Lo and behold, I see this gentleman. Now he is no longer a reader. He is preaching, right? So I'm flipping through the channel. I see him. He's preaching. I said, hey, that's that same guy. I said, oh, he's, still, he's obviously still on television doing whatever he does. Of course, his, his time frame was blocked off. I think he was right around an 8 o'clock time frame, 8 to 9 o'clock time frame, somewhere around them, that prime time area uh, time frame. It was on a, like one of those back channels, you know, channels that you'll would never, you know, really just watch. It's, you have to be flipping through the television. You see it and you're like, oh, okay, wow, whatever. And you keep going. But it was on one of those channels. And uh, it was like a prime time spot. So it anywhere between 8 to 9 o'clock. Uh, I see him and he's on there. He's talking about social issues that affect children. 
So I stopped. That's really the main reason I stopped. I stopped because what he said kind of sparked me. At that point in time, I was looking for something that was going to uh, help me leave a legacy. I've been praying for uh, something where I can teach my children the, the, the right way to go, to be in a good uh, church at that point in time, because I was, you know, I was coming out of a mega church. I wasn't a member, but I was a visitor along with my wife and my uh, first child at that point. He was like a few months old. And, uh, you know, I just didn't like the vibe that I was getting out of the mega church. You know, it was too many people. No one really cared about you. You know, don't nobody know what's going on with you. You know, people aren't friendly. You just kind of come in. You listening to some music. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the pastor tell you a, a story that's uh, unrelated to your life. And then, you know, that's it. You're done. <laughs> you know, honestly, the times when I went, I used to go. I'll fall asleep. I used to love it when they have like skits because I can quickly get me a good uh, 30 minute nap in, you know, the lights off, I'm laid, I'm, I'm asleep. My wife is like into it. And then she tapped me like, wake up. I'm like, you know, we know this is like a, a theater. So there's no need of us really paying much attention. So this was kind of gearing me to, you know, look for something, you know, to look for something more. Cause like I said, you know, I'm kind of already primed through religion, through growing up with, uh, you know, a, a religious, uh, household, that, you know, told you to seek after the Lord, you know, told you to seek after the most high. Uh